There's nothing quite as comforting as gathering around with mom friends and sharing stories. Stories have a way of making us feel better, and they're great reminders that no family is perfect. And that's okay. So join us as we share some stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. I'm Abby, and once again, I'm here with Chloe and Susan and Megan. And Megan's telling, no, Chloe is telling today's story. You know, as our kids get older, time seems to go by faster, and we cannot make time slow down as much as we'd want to. But we can try to be more intentional about building relationships with our kids. And that is the gist of Chloe's story today. Yeah. So um, we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you are new around here, I am not a mom yet. Um, but I am excited to be a mom one day. What are you going to do when you are? You're going to be like a robot. Like you, you, I'm not a mom. Oh, yes, I am. Like Ugh, you're going to have yeah. to break that habit. I know. Ugh, I'm so ready. I have so much content stored in my mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. We talked about this. This is not your year. It's I, not my year. I, I need yeah. you at work. This <laughs> yes, is not my year. At least your priorities are straight. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I do think a lot about the kind of parents my husband Trent and I will be. And one thing I feel very confidently about is that Trent is going to be a very fun dad. He is Mr. Fun. He is spontaneous and just always looking for the next adventure. And um, I want to be a fun mom, but I get a little worried because um, I'm a little more structured. I like to know all the details before I go on the adventure. Um, And I just was kind of thinking about, you know, my parents and, and my parents you know, they raised us in a really fun home. And, you know, as I mentioned, my, my husband and I, we have very different personalities. Um, and my parents also have very different personalities. And I got to see them kind of tap into their own strengths to be fun parents. Um, so it encourages me for my desires to be a fun mom. So just a little bit about my parents. Um, my mom is is more like my husband. She's really easygoing and she's flexible and fun um, growing up. She was really intentional about entering into our world of fun. Um, She just wanted to be a part of whatever we enjoyed. So um, whether I was diligently planning my Barbie's birthday party Hmm. or coming up (laughs) with a stunning dance number, she was just super dialed in and very present. Um, My dad is more like me. He is a lover of organized fun and he's very intentional and relational. So growing up, he would plan opportunities for fun. Um, He would organize trips and plan daddy daughter dates. Didn't you say that he set a challenge for you guys to go to a different restaurant like with the the alphabet? Yes, we did. We went through the entire alphabet. So like a... Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> and we got creative towards like the X, Y, Z's. I think we ended up doing like a food item or something. But yes, that's a perfect example. And it's honestly to this day, one of my favorite memories with my dad. How long did it take you to do it? It took us a couple of years. Yeah. It was in high school, which was great because during that time, yeah, I'm running off with my friends and stuff. Yeah. So we would do it once a month. Um, but like they just were both so fun in different ways. And like I mentioned, even though they're wired so differently, they really prioritized fostering a connection and prioritized having fun. And I really, I think they did that by just utilizing their God-given strengths. Um, So I just wanted to hear from the three of you, how have you been able to lean into your personality, your natural strengths to be the best moms that you can be? Mm, I think that's a great question. Mm. Because I think that 
kind of like what we were talking about in the last episode about feeling like you're failing as a mom. It's easy to look at other moms and see their strengths and let that be a reflection of maybe your weaknesses, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and in the last episode, we talked a little bit about mm. the mom I am test. Mm-hmm. Can you tell, Susan, can you tell us yeah, how that came up? Yeah, it was the up? whole reason that uh, I came up with it because I was pondering, I had a group of really close mom friends and uh, their youngest is the age of my oldest. So I was always kind of looking up to them. And I found myself always trying to be like all of them, looking at one of them and going, why is my house not look like hers? And looking at another go, gosh, she's so sweet and nurturing. Why am I not that sweet? And thinking I was failing, like mm. we talked about last episode, always failing my kids because I wasn't like them. And I had read about um, Florence Littower and personalities. And then I discovered that this could apply to moms. And in fact, my six friends fell across those four personalities and what personality was I? In other words, I was never going to be like all of them Mm -hmm. because none of them were like all of them. They each had a strength and they each brought something to our mom group. You know, my one friend, her house is always perfect. We could always have every baby shower there. Mm -hmm. And my other friend who was sweet and kind was always, you know, talking to the kids and finding out what was really going on. And those of us, I I am and the mom I am test, am a a popular and orange, um, you know. I could have the kids over at my house anytime and think of fun games and things to do. We were that they they could kids were always welcome. It wasn't my house wasn't perfect. Yeah. So they could come to my house and just really resting in that. Uh, and, you know, everybody's different. Every mom has a talent instead of envying each other. Find your friends, be different and your kids will benefit from the group, from yeah. the other moms. Yeah. And and. It's so amazing when I used to go around and speak on this, it always invariably moms would come together to these luncheons and stuff, and they never usually were friends with only their type. Mm -hmm. It's always a mix because we kind of enjoy people who are different. They compliment us. Yeah. Yeah. So the Mom I Am quiz, um, I'll put it in the show notes. Basically, you answer a series of questions picking between different options, and then it puts you into one of four categories. And I think most of the time you end up having sort of a top two. Mm -hmm. You have to be a very strong personality to be clear in one only. But the four categories are perfect, popular, peaceful, and powerful. Right. Correct. There we go. Okay. Um, and Megan, Susan, go ahead. What were you I was going to say, and just to give like examples because they sound like funny titles. Sure. They're really super complimentary because the perfect is the one who does things super well. They they raise their kids to be great academics. Their home is always in order. They're organized. The powerful is your PTA mom. You know, she's great in emergencies. This is the kind of friend you want that is always going to pull stuff together. The popular mom is the one who gets it done with fun, who's great for the kids. The kids love being around her. And then the peaceful mom is that sweet, nurturing mom who sees everybody. Here's her. She's a super great friend to have because she's always going to be compassionate. So you said that you scored the highest in popular? Popular. Mm-hmm. Megan, what about you? I was dead even between perfect and popular. Which one do you feel more like is more accurate? You just think about the way you are with James and now Beckett. I can say this week, I feel like, so this week it was first day of school. 
Uh, we had a couple events. We also have my husband has this whole like promotion event ceremony thing that I'm hosting. And so all all these things. So I think this week I'm definitely leaning towards perfect because I feel like everything has to be done super well. And so I feel like I'm leaning into that. But I really think it just depends on what I have going on, which is probably why I scored in the middle because it just depends on the day. I agree. I do think it depends on the day. When I took it, I scored the highest scored the highest uh, for peaceful. Um because I think that overall, that is like, I I want, I don't like fighting. I want my kids to get along. I want my home, like the feel of my home, like physically, and then also the spirit in my home to be calm. Um, and so I, I probably when I took the test, I was feeling a little bit more about that. But I, I did score second highest and perfect. So I definitely pushed my kids um, to achieve. So and then Chloe, what about you? Um, I'm a powerful mom, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I remember taking the test and thinking, are you already the president of the PTA? Well, I thought it was going to be, I think we need to explain why we're laughing in case anyone's well, just she's listening. Not she's not a mom. My name is Chloe and I'd like to be the president of the PTA. We do make everyone take this, like everyone on our team, including the guys have oh, taken this test. One night, my friends and I made all of our husbands take it and it was, we were dying laughing because you know the one that found out he's a powerful mom he's like prancing around it was it was so it was dying well, laughing. It, 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 was it wasn't made for moms it was made for general personalities i just applied it to motherhood <laughs> <laughs> I well i think that there's all this pressure to be the fun mom you know be a fun mom be a fun mom but if your personality is just not you're not the kind of person who is comfortable letting loose or you know, throwing caution to the wind or ignoring the rules or getting everything dirty, if that makes or messy, if that makes you anxious, then I don't think it's necessary that we have to be, quote, the fun mom. It's not going to be fun if you're no. trying to do that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I don't think like when I think about my friend, I think about one friend in particular who is the fun mom. She'll always have snacks out. She doesn't care how much junk the kids eat when they go over there. She's throwing them in the pool. She's jumping in after them. I'm like, that's just not me. That's mm-hmm. not me. And so I think that if we can like go easy on ourselves and then focus on the strengths that we do have, like you yeah. said, Chloe, your parents both did it differently, but they both, if both felt like fun to you because yeah. mm-hmm. you were a kid, yeah. you know, I think that another option too, it's like, it, there are things that you can do. It really, it's about connecting with your kids, yeah. right? Whether it's through fun, through um, loving words or whatever. I think that there's little traditions that for me that I try to, to do with my kids, you know, one of our things in the morning, when I drop them off at school, on the way to school, I ask them, I say, how can I pray for you today? Every single day without fail, they say fast and fun. And so, like, you know, what they say, every single fast day. Fast and fun. That's hilarious. You know how like at the end of Wheel of Fortune uh, for the bonus round, they give you R-S-T-L-N-N-E because it's like we know everyone's going to ask for those. So we're just going to give them to you. That's what I've come to say now. I'm like, besides fast and fun, I will pray for that. What else do you guys need prayers for? And then when they get out of the car, every year we have a quote. And this year, our quote is um, the little thing that we say before we hug and and say goodbye is ask Jesus what he wants from you and be brave. Like that's our line. And so like these little traditions and or over dinner, what was your favorite part of the day over dinner? It's like these little traditions. It doesn't make me fun, but it builds that connection. Mm. So, you know, I think you got to lean in to whatever is your thing. And I think, you know, our culture is so focused on fun. But really, when you read, uh, if you take the test there's a whole sheet 
for each personality that kind of tells the strength of that mom and then the strength of that mom as a friend to mm-hmm. other women. And I think you you read, okay, well, the perfect mom is the one who really has the kids who do well in academics because she focuses on it so much. Well, that's something they need too. So each each one of the personalities has really beautiful things about mm-hmm. them that... Um, you know, the peaceful mom is the one who's always talking to the kids, who's who is empathy and nurturing, has great with relationships mm-hmm. and has compassion. Well, that's something kids really need today. It's just we don't usually celebrate that as much in our culture as we do as like, oh, having fun. Right. I want to reference something, Susan, you said last episode about how you have the perfect kids for you. And yes. when I think about, you know, just using my dad as an example, those um, restaurant alphabet days that we spent together I am such a quality time person and that was like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh just so much in my love bank that meant so much to me my dad was investing in me in the way I needed a parent to invest Mm -hmm. in me Mm -hmm. so you know you and your kids having a catchphrase and Mm -hmm. having that like that's exactly what they need from Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. yeah Megan I'm curious to know um how you are I I this is me passing judgment so Susan you tell me if you think I'm right about Megan I think <laughs> Megan is going to, Megan can't tell me Strong if I'm intro. right <laughs> um I feel like Megan is going to be a great mom of like tween that that tween teenage I feel like um and I'm I'm projecting because I struggled with this Megan and I feel like we're similar in some oh, ways please. I I would love for you to project this because that is was the worst age for me in my life. And that is the age I am least looking forward to parenting. Well, it's because, so I had a hard time when my boys were your boys ages. um, I had a hard time with playing pretend and being silly and stuff like that. Like, are you saying Abby, you think I'm not fun? (laughs) I think you're very fun. I don't kidding. No, I think you're really fun as an adult. And I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how I'm not with children. Okay. okay, Here's what you're saying. I get it. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm giving you a hard time. As Megan's mom. I get it. Totally. Megan is, uh, is super intentional about relationships. So when you think of the popular, the orange color we're talking about versus the perfect, she combines those two. I'm her mom. I go up to see her in D.C. probably six, seven times a year. And she always asks me, even though I'm coming to help her or babysit or whatever, she always asks me, now, what? where can we go for you? What would you like mm-hmm. to do? Like she Aww. likes to plan special things, kind of like your dad. Yeah. She's going to when she has those kids that can really go and do you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things, more activities. She's got a three-year-old now. She can take him to a children's museum and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to very specifically tap into what they like to do, plan intentional moments with them. Um, yes. She is going to be a good teen tween mom. She's going to make sure that they have great get togethers with their friends and all those. Yeah. I just think that there's some women who have a personality that is more inclined to relate to a 10 year old than a two year old. Yeah. And Megan, I feel like that's you. Do you disagree? <laughs> no, no, no. I That's why I was giving you a hard time because I think that's really funny that you've tapped into that because I totally agree. But I do get a little bit nervous because I have boys um, and I'm like, you know, are they going to want to hang out with me? Like, like hang out with their mommy when they're 13? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Um, but uh, at the same time. Boys. Yeah, they might. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly hope so. And I'm hoping that I can figure out what they like to do and and make it enticing to them to come hang out with me. And to your point earlier, Susan, about being friends with moms that have different strengths than you. I have a friend here 
that is so good with this age. I mean, she, I tell her every day, I'm like, you should have been a kindergarten teacher Mm -hmm. or like a, or like a little camp counselor because every time we go over to her house, she is like, I mean, the woman owns two bounce houses. She has like a charcuterie board for kids. She always has like a little goodie for them to take home. She's something fun to plan. I mean, she is like the best little toddler elementary mom ever. I'm sure she'll be a great mom later when they're older. She's just a party planner. I mean, yeah, she's, I mean, she's just, it's so cute, but she thinks of the cutest things too. And I'm like, that's such a great idea. Like she in their basement has this paper roll thing that you know you pull down and they color on it mm-hmm. and i'm like that tariff this is the perfect to me coming out i'm like my kids would be coloring all over the wall mm-hmm. they wouldn't stay on that paper but it doesn't bother her she's like you know whatever it's it's fun for them so yeah mm. well just today um our editor she messaged me and she said my friend reached out to me and said her friend has like a three-year-old and a newborn and her friend said I am so bad at playing pretend and I dread it every time she gets her dolls out and wants to play pretend and Arlene our editor was like Abby just wrote an article about that it's about you know like what do you do when you don't want to play pretend or you don't feel like you're good at playing pretend because that was me I I would rather like organize the blocks and put them in like color like you know in color order than to actually build something and so I I still think there's ways, though, to connect to your small child when that type of play is not what comes natural to you. Abby, you'd be great with James. I'm sitting here looking at his magnet tiles that he has organized not only by shape, but also by color. I love that kid. <laughs> that's that's his that. idea of playing. <laughs> he does it in rainbow. He knows yeah, the colors. I'm laughing at it. Bow. Well, yeah. If he wasn't sick right now, I would say send him over. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I'm not catching whatever yeah. he has. Um, I think another thing, too, is like a lot of us get very focused on discipline and making sure our kids are behaving or making sure they're not forming some habit that we are going to later have to break. And so, like, how do you feel? How do you focus on connecting with your kids when you feel like all your time is spent disciplining and fixing problems that they're that they're having? I think that's a really hard question. I really struggled with this. We adopted when we adopted because the kids were nine and 13. And so, you know, when you adopt kids, you really have to connect. That's the main thing you want to do. And yet at the same time, our kids, you know, just needed a kind of reset on what was normal in life. And so there was a lot of correction. And I think sometimes you have to let a lot of things go. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure that you are connecting or if if your child is going through a difficult season where they are requiring, you know, some kids have really good seasons and then they have seasons where they rebel or struggle or whatever, you have to make sure you build those places in mm-hmm. where you're finding something to connect on. It may not be fun, but it may just be something that you do together that's not the sticking point that's mm-hmm. going on right then. Mm-hmm. Um so that you have space where the relationship can relax and not always be tense. So then also what you uh, just cued something else to me. What do you do when your child is just different from you? My older son is just like me and we can go and do things together and have a great time. The little one is very different in the way that he likes to spend time. And so I, it's like the idea of going somewhere and doing something or connecting is just so much harder when you don't enjoy the same things. Mm. You force yourself. I love what Chloe said about her mom is you have to enter and you have to be content enough to enter into whatever they're into. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I can't say that all the sports my kids played out in the heat and everything I was dying to go do, but I, I did. And, you know, whether it's shooting basketballs back to Marky when he's practicing three point shows for an hour, three point shots for an hour after dinner, mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect and I wanted to be home finishing the dishes. And yet at his age, he was about 15 years old to connect to him. This is what was important that he wanted to practice three points. He needed somebody to rebound the ball to him. And so you just go and it's it's on the ride there and the ride back, sometimes in the middle that you get to have those conversations that create a connection where they're relaxed. You know, and I also just uh, heard a great parenting tip that's kind of in relation to the question about like if I spend all my time disciplining or if I, you know, how do I connect with a child who I seem to have to correct a lot? And this tip was that, we need to stop thinking it's our job to fix our kids, um, fix all the things they're doing wrong, because there's always going to be something that we feel is wrong, and instead focus on the good that they're doing. You know, And if, if more time and words are spent praising the good, then we'll see a change in their behavior. But we'll also, it's not even so much about changing the behavior or changing our child. It's about building the connection with our kids. So mm. You know, maybe if that's you, if you feel like I'm just in a phase right now, my kids are there where I'm not connecting, I'm just correcting all the time, focusing on praising and using those positive words, I think might naturally lead to more connection opportunities. I think praising and I'd add one more word, praying, because sometimes we do need God to intervene and just create those moments of connection And uh, I think he's faithful to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm. What strength do you think you bring to parenting that helps you grow your relationship with your kids? You can email us through the link in the show notes and make sure that you check out all the other articles in there, including um, ways to be a fun mom, how to connect with a kid who's different from you, how to play pretend when you're tired. And I'm also going to include a link to mom time coupons because sometimes, Mm. you know, those are treated like gold in my house. My little one actually made Graham time coupons too. So he made his own coupons to give <laughs> back to so me. Cute. I don't know what I did to you earn the have one. such creative kids. That's cute. It's in my wallet. I have yet to cash it in, but I think it's to play a board game. Today's so. the day. Oh, Maybe today's the day. You need to go connect with him. I'm going to do it at a time where he's in the middle of something he enjoys doing because that's what they always do to me. They're like, Mom, I want to use my mom time coupon. I can't wait to see you when your boys are teenagers because between that and the the whole fish episode that just came out that I actually just listened to, which was hilarious to listen back to. I feel like your boys are going to do some funny things when they're older and you always have the funniest responses. Yeah. So I can't wait. Well, I'll awesome. tell you that just yesterday, my older one um, crafted a letter on letterhead, like with the school logo on it oh to give God. to his classmate, to tell her that she is being demoted from a position that she holds um, in like a game that they're playing on the playground. Oh, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. And um, he showed it to my sister who hires and fires for her job. And my sister's like, all right, I need to know, Liam, why are you demoting her? And he's like, well, she was the most recent one hired. And she goes, that is an acceptable answer. If lawyers call you, <laughs> that is what you need to tell them. I was the like, poor oh girl. Gosh. She's getting this letter. I know. And I told him, I said, you need to give this. If you're going to give this to her, because I think it's all a fun game and I've read the letter and whatever. 
I was like, you need to be very, very kind and really sweet. Like, don't make this poor kid feel, you know, whatever. Here's the peaceful and Abby. This yeah. is why yeah. she's a peaceful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Megan, yeah, it's going to be an adventure. That's for They're sure. so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. Keep did, you ever, did you ever ask your mom if you ever did stuff like that? Because I can kind of see you doing something like that. <laughs> Uh, you know no, what? She kicked people under the table. <laughs> I did. I did kick. No time a for a letter. <laughs> I just but got like, straight how, to action. Like that's smart. That takes some brain power to like. I don't know. That's just that's a smart kid. Well, it was funny because the first thing my sister said when he called her, she he sent her the letter, and then he called her, and she pointed out all of his typos. <laughs> oh so, my. Yeah, that's that's my family. So. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> The iMom Podcast is hosted and produced by Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal. Edited by Isaiah Gunther. 